Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. So get your Bible. Let's go to Genesis, the 22nd chapter. I'm going to use that as the primary verses of Scripture today to teach and preach from. But my backdrop is going to be Romans 12, 1 and 2. In some way, I'm going to intertwine the heart of Romans 12, 1 and 2 with Genesis, the 22nd chapter. All right, and I'm going to go all the way to verse 18. But I want to teach and preach, and hopefully I can really uh, express to you what I feel when God spoke to my heart um, this morning concerning um, all of this. And he put all this thing together and things I've been, he's been sharing with me throughout the week. My um, prayers, I can really... Um, carry this over to you. I really still believe that I've been continuing to preach about the deliverance that God is trying to offer people. Deliverance. Um, this term of deliverance um, is something that many times we in the church will sometimes talk about discipleship, is which is the ability to be a Christian and exemplify the things of Christ. The Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, self-control, temperance. All of those things should come about in our life and we should start seeing the fruit of being a Christian. We can't be a Christian in name only. We should be a, a Christian and fruit as well. I taught you the message, the expectation to produce fruit. What I mean by this, after being saved and walking with God, after being planted in Christ as our foundation, after being watered, after being uh, uh, supported, sooner or later, a seed and a tree should produce fruit. And so we, you and I, should be fruit-producing Christians, fruit-producing producing Christians. And we should not be Christians in name only, but we should be Christians producing fruit. This whole message of deliverance has stayed upon me um, in this season, in this time, because God just don't want to disciple us as a part of discipleship. He wants to deliver us. I want to preach this message from Genesis 22nd. I'm still under the series, uh, Go for the Gold. And for those who are joining with us the first time, I want to appreciate you being here today and listening to us and listening to this message. Go for the Gold, which is the series, means go for the highest level of attainment. Don't go for the bottom. Don't go for the valley. Don't go for the lows. Go for the high. Go for the highest goal in life. Don't settle. All right. Don't be mediocre. Don't allow your life to drag on and you never become what God wants you to be. But set your sail to be everything God wants you to be. Set your sail to become everything God wants you to be. All right. So go for the goal is our series. Right, but today I want to teach and preach from the message title, What Are You Willing to Become? What are you willing to become? It's a question, and the answer is surrender. Very unique message today, and I'm going to try to deliver it here. The, uh, the, the question is, what are you willing to become? What are you willing to become, to evolve into? What are you willing to become? What are you willing to sacrifice for? What are you willing to put your energy in that you may become better? What are you willing to become? You're here in the earth and the question is upon your life. What are you willing to become? The answer to that is surrender. Genesis 22, and follow me as I methodically try to teach and preach this message from the heart of God. Genesis 22 says, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt 
Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood, bind the wood, combined the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Now this Genesis 22 uh, is like a continuation of God speaking to Abraham and moving Abraham towards his promise. So allow me to go backwards so you can understand a little bit of the journey of this man, Abraham, that God is talking to. I would rob you if I just go through Genesis 22, read what's going to happen next, and not give you the background of who Abraham was and what he's becoming. I think that is so important. Um, first, we must understand that God had began to work with Abraham. His first name was, uh, his first initial name was Abram. But after being transferred and transformed by God, God gave him a new name, which was Abraham. But God told Abraham, and he gave him a command and a promise. He gave him something to do with a reward attached to it. Here was the command he told Abraham. He said, Abraham, get out of your country. From your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. That's Genesis 12 and 1. Now that may seem simple to you. But when you're used to the familiar, when you're used to the friends you have, the family you have, but God says, I have something for you, but it's going to require you to move away from what you're familiar with, that is not always an easy thing. So I want to present to you that Abraham has been given a command with the promise. God says, I need you to get out of the country. First of all, I want you to understand the country that his forefathers, that he grew up in, was a country of idolatry. So now here is God saying, get out of idolatry, and I'm going to show you that I'm the real God, and I'm going to show you what I can do with your life. I'm going to show you, but I need you to get away from everybody else who you are accustomed to and how they live their life. Let me set the pace to understand that many times if you want something great, you got to do something great. Too many times we want to achieve big things without going through anything. Many times we want to become somebody without paying the down payment to become it. Many times we have dreams, lofty ideas of being millionaires, wealthy, great business owners, and all of these other things, or even of being a good father or a good mother, whatever you aspire to do or to be, but we try to be something without doing something. God says I'm going to make you somebody Abraham, but to be you gotta do. And if you wanna be something, I gotta get you to do something. And the first thing he gets Abraham to do is to move out from what he used to. To get unaccustomed. In other, word, in other words, I, Abraham, I've called you to be uncomfortable. I want you to be live uncomfortable and what he says to him is go to the land listen to the instructions he says get out from your country get out from your family get out from your father's house to a land that I will show you 
Now the thing about it is, he says, Abraham, he says, follow me in a place you don't even know where you're going. I'm going to take you to a place I will show you. You don't even know how to get there. You don't even know what it, what it looks like. As a matter of fact, you can be in it and not know you're there until he tells you you're there. So he puts Abraham on a life of faith where he has to obey and follow him. It's a command with a promise. He also explains to Abraham in exchange for his obedience, he says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing and I will bless those that bless you and I will curse him who curse you and if and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now listen to this. He said I'm going to make you great. I'm going to take you out from what you're accustomed to. I'm going to put you on a journey of trusting me and what I'm going to do I'm going to make you so blessed. Listen to this now. This this will humble some of us. God says, those who bless you, I'm going to bless them. Those who curse you, I'll curse them. Now, I need you to understand, it will make me think, now, first of all, I'm coming out of a family of idolatry. I'm coming and I'm dealing with the holy God, but a holy God will says, I'm going to make you so blessed that you're a representative of me. And if somebody bothers you, they automatically bother me. Now, now I know we like that. You know, it's like I have an advocate on our side. But the truth of the matter, can I just be very, very plain and straightforward to you? You ain't all that that God should come for your rescue every time you do something. You ain't all that that when somebody offends you, that God should be offended. But God has decided that if you please me and somebody else don't like you, then they automatically don't like me. That is God's prerogative, not your arrogance not your ego and not your pride this is God saying I want to take you and take you somewhere let me ask the question can you be God's project can you be God's project can God do something with you you're in the earth you're living you're sucking up air blood is running through your veins but I got a profound question for you can God use you can God take you somewhere can God develop you can God make you become something can God take you from rags and put you in riches? Can God take you from trash and put you in treasure? Can God do something with this? It's a profound question. You're in the earth. You're walking around. But I want to know, can God do something with you? <laughs> he asked Abraham, he said, Abraham, get out your country. And that's a hard thing to do. Is to move out what you're familiar with. But he said, I want to test you. I want to tempt you. But I'm going to bless you. I've also been trying to preach. And you got to hear me clearly. I'm saying certain things to catch everybody up as I often do as a pastor and shepherd I don't want nobody lost but, but I want you to understand God ain't going to ask you to obey and not reward you we got to break that type of theology in ministry that there is no reward to obeying God it's always reward even if the reward is not in this earth even if this reward is after we live this life in the earth and it's in eternity, it's still reward. We go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And God puts his image right here in the midst of Abraham's life that he's going to bless him and he's going to give him a reward. So I want to break 
this of uh, uh, this wrong theology that you're going to keep obeying God and it's not going to pay off. I want to break it because it's hard to motivate people. Uh, Lord, help me to preach. It's hard to motivate people to tell people to come to Christ and there's nothing to it. It's hard to motivate people to tell people Jesus is everything, but you ain't going to turn out to be nothing and I'm going to obey him and it's never going to prosper to anything. The devil is a lie. The God we serve is a rewarder to them who diligently seek him. Come on. And we got to put that back inside the way we preach the gospel that, that there is reward to obeying God. Can I tell you the truth? The way, the reason I'm still here today because he showed me that nothing beats serving him. Oh, he showed me that. He proved it to me that nothing, that's why I'm here today. I don't know why you here today because I could be anywhere. I could be up on the corner. Uh, I could be on the corner selling and I could be the plug for somebody. Somebody don't know y'all about the plug, but I could be the plug for somebody. Y'all know about that. I grew up in this thing. I could be the plug for somebody, but thanks be to God. I have friends who are the plug, but I thank God I'm not the plug. Y'all ain't saying that somebody wants the plug. Don't worry about it. Don't plug into nothing. I don't worry about it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you ain't never got to know. Tell somebody, there's some things I never want to know. There's some things I never want to go through. There's some things I never want to have a testimony about. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't even worry about it. Just praise God. <laughs> just praise God but I'm telling you God will bring you out and make you somebody and change your life and I'm here today because God is a rewarder somebody say rewarder <laughs> he's a rewarder and he gives you rewards to Abraham and he promises him that he's if he's faithful he'll bless him he, if he bless him he gives him a wife by the name of Sarah and in the midst of a journey, they fall into some tough times. They fall into a tough times. One of the things is they're having a tough time doing is trying to figure out how to bring forth the promises of God. One of the things that God told Abraham is, I was going to make you a nation, and I'm going to give you a son. Abraham and Sarah start having problems with pregnancy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And let me say this, because I felt this morning I'm going to pray for somebody who's going to have a miracle pregnancy. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to release that by the name of the Lord Jesus. It's a couple who won't want to get pregnant and they're going to have a miracle pregnancy in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you were trusting God, I'm telling you, God's going to give you a miracle pregnancy. There's a couple, married couple who wants to get pregnant and wants to have a baby. And you've been going through some challenges with conception. But I, I begin to pray for that this morning, that there is going to be a miracle. If you first surrender, and I want to say this, that there is a surrender before your conception i want to say this there is surrender before your conception i feel the holy spirit and you ain't the first one uh, i'm talking to the woman you ain't the first one potentially to have problems with conception the bible describes a woman named hannah who had problems with conception but she got a breakthrough and conceived and i'm believing if you would surrender god will do a miracle will y'all clap your hands i wanted to release that by faith that somebody about to get pregnant somebody married about to get pregnant i got to preach right today somebody married and holy wetlock about to get pregnant and it's going to be a miracle somebody say miracle conception the doctor said no you done tried all kind of things I need y'all to praise them because somebody going to testify that God opened up my womb I feel y'all to praise God oh there is reward to surrender hey glory to God but God wants to surrender and I, I really feel that all right let's go let's go and so they get a, a challenge let me go back to teaching there's a challenge that they have that challenge is to bring forth the son and so sarah sarah the wife decides let's give god substitutes say god don't need no substitutes 
Say, God don't need your help as much as you think. Only thing God really needs you to do in life to become is to obey. That's the greatest thing God needs you to do to become. He don't need you all. He don't really need as much intellect as you think he does. Now he thank God for he's made you smart. We thank God for that. But some of y'all need to get over yourselves. Some of y'all get, get over your little egos. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You think God wants to use you because you have declared you're so smart <laughs> and you need to get over yourself. You couldn't get yourself untangled from that, that sin if you tried. You were so tangled up. Only Jesus could have brought you out of that thing. And Sarah and, and Abraham conspire for a substitute. The substitute is Hagar, which is her handmaiden, and, and, and they decide Hagar, the handmaid, will be a substitute, or in other words, a surrogate mother. And so Abraham goes into her intimately, and he has a baby. They have a baby from Hagar, the, 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 um, the surrogate, the substitute, and she is a uh, 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 she's a substitute, and Hagar uh, has the baby, and, and, and it don't add up to what they want what God wants God said no that's not what I promise you I promise you and Sarah will have a baby that's what I promise you I didn't tell you to get together and make your own thing I, it ain't for you see this is what we get in problems with our life and our destiny when we get into tough places rather than trusting God we start manipulating and trying to do what we want to do to bring forth God's promise and so we try to take God's promise and bring forth his will our way and we're in error and Abraham and Sarah was in error because they brought Ishmael their son through Hagar they brought Ishmael to him and he says God bless God bless Ishmael but that's not my son that I said I, you were going to have I want what I want and let me tell you something about God God wants what he wants he wants what he wants he said that's not what I wanted I wanted Isaac I, you had a son that's going to come through your, your own wife's womb and I don't want Ishmael that's not the son I want and they begin to have all kind of arguing and fighting going on between Hagar uh, 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 and Sarah and the children and all this kind of confusion start going on and that's what happens when we start dabbling in our carnality and our flesh then confusion comes in the promise alright and they finally figure out what to do alright and God blesses them with a son named Isaac alright and this story picks up talking about now God wants him to sacrifice Isaac now this is nothing uh, this is for real he says I want you to actually make him a sacrifice and, and Abraham is at a different place in his life because now he's a place that he can hear God and obey and follow no matter what's going on he's not afraid of what it looks like when it comes to obeying God all right so I want you to understand this story right here is mercy personified mercy exemplified mercy magnified when, it, when God comes to him and say, I want your son, uh, Abraham, uh, Abraham, I want your son, Isaac. The first thing I want you to know is in verse of tw chapter 22, verse 1. I want you to underline, behold, here I am. This is what I really want to get you to digest today. He says, uh, behold, here I am. God, I'm right here. I'm listening. I'm attentive. And the biggest thing that he's about to do is present himself to God. All right. Romans 12 and 1 says, uh, I, I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you will present 
your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is, which is your reasonable service. It means that you must come to God saying, God, here I am. Take everything I have. Uh, be everything I need to be. Everything I'm not, you be it, right? It don't mean get yourself ready to come to God. It means come to God, recognize he is the standard, all right? So present yourself to God. I want to underline that because that's the breakthrough in this hour. The breakthrough in this hour is for you and I to surrender. Don't worry about if you're perfect. Don't worry. Just surrender to him. Surrender. Behold, here I am just as I am, just as I've been living. Just what? Behold, I'm not about to work another two weeks fixing, fixing up myself, trying to stop myself from things. No, 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 no. The scripture right here is trying to get us to just give ourselves to God. Come on, give ourselves to God. All right, and then allow God to be God. See, I think when we read the scripture, this is what God told me this morning. Our problem is when we read the scripture, we try to be holy. He says, no, present yourself as holy unto God. The biggest thing is to surrender and to present yourself. You may not be holy at the time, but you're coming because you recognize he is holy and you have a need or a desire to be holy. And you know this is the least you can do. It's your reasonable service. Then the next verse says and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. So see, here it is. We try to get transformation and renewal before the before surrender. And this is our challenge and why we don't grow because we try to be something before God do something we try to be something before God do something we try to be transformed we try to be tra renewed before we do something he says I need you to present yourself to me I need you to surrender I'm telling you there is an anointing right now in this season to go to new heights but the gateway and the door is surrender the gateway and the door is the bridge is surrender Moses excuse me Abraham opens up the conversation that he's having in Genesis 2 22 right through this key thing called surrender he says behold here I am y'all see that with me behold here I am and God gives him instruction on what to do but the door in your life is open when you just saying Lord here I am I don't know what I'm doing but here I am God I don't know where I'm going that's Abraham that's Abraham in Genesis 12 and 1 I don't know where you want me to go but I'm gonna start moving with you I don't even understand what it is to follow you I don't even understand what it is to be saved I don't even want to understand what it is to be a teacher or a preacher I don't even understand what it is for you to want me to do that I don't know but Lord here I am I'm here confused I'm here with issues I'm here with circumstances I'm here trying to figure out what to do with my life but Lord here I am I want you to get this today I don't want you to be over deep because I need you to surrender I need you to understand the gateway to your whole life is you saying God here I am sometimes I talk too much sometimes I lie too much sometimes I do this sometimes I'm disobedient but I'm not worried about working on that I'm going to focus on doing what you told me to do which is surrender and say behold here I am you'll miss the whole message if you don't surrender you'll miss the whole blessing if you don't surrender you'll miss your whole destiny if you don't surrender if I preach what's about to happen next and don't put emphasis on surrender you're going to miss it because the gateway to everything God's going to do next is based on your ability to surrender surrender confused 
surrender not knowing it all surrender still dealing with some things but surrender and, and, and Abraham is able to surrender at this point it's significant that Abraham is able to surrender and I don't want you to think surrender was, was easy for him because again God is telling him to do a hard thing but he says, no, behold, here I am. I'm right here and I'm ready to surrender. It even shows us that God is merciful, merciful, merciful. God didn't turn his back on Abraham when Abraham made mistakes. I want to also present that the reason you're going to become and you have the opportunity to surrender is because God is merciful. Come on, underline it, write your notes. God is merciful. God is merciful. It is mercy that allows Abraham to even have this conversation with God. It is mercy. God has expended, expanded and extended his mercy towards us. The reason we're still going to be able to do what God called us to do is because of mercy. Everybody say mercy. It's mercy. I'm here today by mercy. I'm here today because God given me a second chance. And this right here is Abraham was, uh, uh, this is Abraham having another chance to walk in the promise. God could have turned his back. God could have said, I repent. All right, I don't want to do this anymore. But God now says, I'm going to trust somebody who wasn't trustworthy. Listen to this. I'm going to make somebody a nation who messed up along the way. I'm going to cause the person that I told, listen, you will be a representation of who I am, but you're going to have a resume. You're going to be a representation, but you're going to have a resume. God picked somebody with mistakes. Can I say this? I'm trying to go get close to y'all. We keep thinking God is looking for the perfect person. And that's what they had a problem with. When they came to try to anoint the next king, they saw somebody tall, stature, looked a certain way. When God wanted to call somebody to lead them across the Red Sea, they thought, you won't call, gonna call somebody who can speak clearly. God called somebody with a stutter. Amen. Come on now. Then one of the major things to do to move somebody, to move a group of people is clear communication. You can't move a big group of people without clear communication. But God chose a stuttering man by the name of Moses and showed you I'm still going to do it with his stutter. And I like to preach this because God never took away his stutter and he still was successful. High five your neighbor on your timeline and say I can keep some things and still make it to God's destiny. As long as it ain't sin. I can keep some things. I can keep some things I think have to be perfect. See we think when God started working on us he going to take away our uh, 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 the fact that our, uh, uh, our second toe is bigger than our first toe we think that God's going to make everything perfect y'all know what I'm talking about you know how you get caught up in this world and we have blemishes and we keep saying that we can't do certain things because we got blemishes and we think God going to take it away God never took away Moses' stutter but he was able to put grace and he called them my mercy I want you to understand mercy has qualified you for this transformation mercy has qualified you for this redemption you ought to celebrate God right now because God has given you another chance. I stopped saying second chances because we done did second chances and we more than a cat. We done had more than nine lives. But I'm telling you, God has given us another. Another chance. Abraham here, Abraham here has another chance to surrender. And he learns that it's not about himself, but it's more about God's ability. Come on, let me read verse 4. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes 
and saw the place afar off. Abraham said to his young man that was with him, Abide here with the ass, and I will, and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and took a knife, and they both went both and went both up together. So he's getting ready for the sacrifice. His son is going to be the sacrifice. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Here I am, my son. Here, 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 here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Where is the lamb? Abraham said, My son, God will. Listen to how Abraham talked. This is faith talk. So when you're ready to become, when you're ready to evolve and you become willing, look, look how Abraham talks to his son. Now his son is actually about to be the sacrifice. But he's not in his emotions at this time. He has learned that the God who is merciful can bring anything to pass. He has learned it and he's at this place right now. He says, look, God himself, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. And bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. This is real obedience. He was carrying out his part in the plan. Doing some things that don't make sense. Now we know that God hadn't called us to idolatry and human sacrifices. So we know that this is just an allegory of sacrificial of the Lamb of God, which would be Jesus Christ. This is prophetic, metaphoric to the scriptures of the New Testament that somebody had to love something enough to be willing to sacrifice it. And the truth of the matter, you don't really know how much you love something until you have to let it go. Some of you think loving something is about holding on. No, 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 no. It's easy to hold on. <laughs> Once you love it, it's easy to hold on. The greatest thing is to trust God and let that thing go. That's pain. Nobody want to talk about that type of pain. That's real pain when you got to let something you love let it go. That's real pain. We just think about, no, if I let it go and we hold on tighter. No, no, no. God was causing him to let something go. And that was painful to him. But he was willing to do it in obedience to God. And he began to do it. And he began to take the knife to sacrifice the son. Verse 12, uh, oh, excuse me, verse 11. And the angel of the Lord called him, called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, again, here am I. I want you to catch these, these, these statements of Abraham that he continues to put himself in a place of surrender. And I want to highlight that no matter how much Abraham has been through and no matter how much Abraham has disobeyed God, I want to put a pin in it that Abraham still can hear God. I don't know about you, but I want to celebrate that I still can hear God. Made some mistakes, but I still can hear God. I can still hear God telling me, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 go here, go left. And this is another occasion to celebrate the merciful God because Abraham hears God and he's able to say, here am I. So your life has to become less about your abilities. Less about your mistakes. Less about your upbringing and your background, your temptations. Less. You have to, your, your, your life has to become less about your weakness and more about what God can do through you. 
See, once you still keep focusing on who you are right now, let me tell you something. You can be a mess right now, but God can be calling you. You can be in the wrong situations, wrong feelings, wrong thoughts, wrong ideas, wrong perspectives. That ain't stopping God from calling you. God can be calling you while you're still in the mess. He's the only one that can do that. Y'all don't know nothing about God. God is still talking to you. I hear stories of people who got saved in the back of a police car uh, while they was high on crack cocaine and they came and accepted Jesus. God has no limitations we are limited but God can talk to you in your downward place God can talk to you and speak to you when you're confused and don't know where to go and he keeps telling Abraham I'm going to make you what I said you're going to be and I'm going to make you become what I've called you to be verse 12 and he said lay not thy hand upon the lad that's what the angel said don't you touch them don't you touch this son neither do I, neither do thou anything unto him for I know that thou fearest God. Here it is. You fear God. See that thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. And it becomes a test of love. And God will test what you really love to be, make you become who you need to become. God will test your, your values. God will test your interests. God will test your priorities. You know, you know, a lot of people like to say, oh, God, I love God. God said, God, and God said, I know you love me when you follow my instructions. All right. So it's not just me just saying I love God, but God knows we love him when we keep his commandments and Abraham was able to fear God he didn't withhold his son in verse 13 Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked behold behind him a ram in the caught in the thicket by his horn so a ram the sacrifice was caught in the bush by its horn and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son now I want you to watch this I want you to watch this the first thing, this is the rescue. When you see the ram in the bush, and many know that phrase, whoo, a ram in the bush. I was pressed against the wall, but a ram in the bush. But I want you to understand that surrender comes before rescue. You know, that's how God works. You surrender first, and then the rescue comes. Have you ever been watching a movie where somebody got lost on an island, and they think they're going to die, and they're going to make it off the island, and they're sleeping on between some, some, some shrubs and some bushes, and all of a sudden, the helicopter start coming. But they normally wave, put a flare in the air, or they wave something to say, here I am, you can come get us. Right? Because we, they don't know, when they first see you, if you are to be rescued or you are an enemy. Right? They don't really know. They know they're looking for somebody. But one of the ways they know you're not an enemy is you throw, throw signs of peace. They know I'm here. And whatever you got to do to get me out of this, I'm ready to get out of this. So many times we want rescue, but surrender is the first thing before rescue. He gives him the ram in the bush. But the ram or the rescue or the deliverance is secondary or comes after surrender. My, my heart today, and I'm driving it strong, is for us to surrender. I don't care who you are, where you are. You got to move into a whole new place of surrender. If you're going to become and if you're going to evolve, you're going to have to surrender. You're going to have to give up your pride. You're going to have to give up your ego. You're going to have to give up what's familiar to you. You're going to have to learn how following God. You're going to have to learn to stop being obedient. If you're going to become, if you're going to progress and get to where God wants you to be, and be listen not just where God wants you to be uh, and, and things of that nature 
or not just even where you want to be, but I'm talking about being where God has promised you to be. I want to say this. When you were put into the earth, hallelujah, God sent you here into the earth with a mission. God sent you here. I know you're here, and now you're hearing me preach, and now you got to become aware that of yourself. you got to become aware of your living existence, and that's my point. I want you to become aware that God has put you here in the earth. Now the question is, why am I here? What am I ordained to do? What can I do? What's possible if I surrender what's possible if I allow myself to become a student of God what's possible because the truth of the matter you don't know all that you can do you don't know all that you could be some of y'all are supposed to be doctors but you're off course some of you are supposed to be pharmacists but you're off course some of you are supposed to be great in other things but you're off course I'm telling you today some of you have no idea why you've been here because you ain't talked to the one who put you here in the first place place you hadn't talked to him you had communed with him you had fellowship with him so the truth of the matter is you could be walking the earth being something you ain't never been a dang to be because you ain't talked to the one who made you come in here in the first place it ain't about your mama and your daddy your mom and dad don't even know how they met up together hallelujah your mom and dad don't even know how it happened it happened by divine providence it happened by divine providence come on god make that thing happen come on hey man even when i think about my beautiful existence and my sweet mother and my daddy hooked up my daddy was coming from vietnam and one of the things that they have when you get out of the, when you get out of the military you have gi bill or some type of technical or educational assistance that after you get on the military they want you to be able to evolve and grow and so my daddy was coming from um, coming from Vietnam and he was on the plane and he was on the plane coming he was coming he decided to South Florida well at the same time there was a young lady coming from Ohio and somehow they connected at one of them connected flights and the next thing you know they stopped talking to him mingling with one another and the next thing you know my daddy said I was going down to it my dad now this man Joseph was going down to a trade school and he went and got into the trade school and all of a sudden the woman that he met um, on the plane had no interest to go to a trade school but all of a sudden she signed up to go to trade school and the next thing you know they start talking together next thing you know she start, he start going to her church and next thing you know they found out he played a guitar and they was happy Ooh, we got a musician now and everybody was just happy and the next thing you know boom they got married Lori Davis came first after that Joseph Jr. came next see it was all divine providence God knows why you're here and God knows what he's trying to do with your life and I'm trying to get some of y'all to talk to your maker I'm trying to get some of y'all to talk to the master about who you are and what you're supposed to be God's trying to redirect some of y'all steps so you can be everything God's called you to be I need y'all to praise him right there I'm trying to reach somebody today I'm trying to reach somebody today y'all <laughs> <laughs> that's the story right there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the story right there mm -hmm. I'm trying to help somebody become what God wants them to be but the, the avenue has to be surrender the avenue has to be surrender and so verse 14 Abraham called that name called the name the name of that place Jehovah Jireh I mean I ain't got to worry about it God's going to provide everybody lift your hands I'm not done come on lift your hands like God's going to provide lift your hands everybody everybody whether you're come on whether you're part of the essential tech team that's here or you're online I'm about done here but I'm about to minister according to the word of the Lord. Lift your hands. Come on. Say, God will provide. Come on. God will provide. Whatever I need for destiny, say, God will provide. Come on. Whatever I need for life, say, God will provide. Come on. God will provide. 
He said, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. If I need shelter, God will provide. If I need a home, if I need a job, God will provide. If I need new friends, God will provide. Whatever I need, God will provide. God will provide. Come on, lift those hands. Come on. God will provide. This was major. He said, and this was major for Abraham, who once took things in his own hands. He's not doing that anymore. He's surrendering, saying, God, you will provide. Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. He rescues. When we surrender, he rescues. And at this moment of obedience, keep your hands lifted. I'm moving now. At this moment of obedience, of surrendering, this one, verse 15, keep your hands lifted. The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, by myself have I sworn and said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and has not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing thee I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply. Thy seed as the stars of the heaven as the sand which is upon the sea, seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. I want to show you that after obeying God and surrendering, more prophecy came to Abraham. More. He had no idea what this great moment was about of sacrifices. And I feel like some of you are in that new place of surrender. Some of you have been saved a while, but you need to surrender again. I'm not just talking to somebody who needs to come to Jesus for the first time or the second time or repent or maybe they're a backslider. I'm talking to somebody who may even know God. But you need to surrender again. Maybe you had a, a, a crossroad in life. And you need to trust God to become what God wants you to be. You need to trust God. And today my heart is to bridge you over into the greatest breakthroughs of your life. God has called us to go for the gold. To go for the greatest transformation. And here it is, a, a good story of a, a real person with mistakes and challenges that God was able to do what he has called them to do. And I want you to see that he was able to rescue him. And I believe that we're moving into a time of repentance, renewal, reconciliation, renaissance, and revival. I believe God is trying to move us in this month of November. God wants to make us aware to the need to repent for many, the need of renewal, the need of reconciliation, the need of renaissance to be made new, the need of revival. And I wanted to show you that if you trust God with your life, what he can do with your life. This story is mercy exemplified, mercy magnified. Mercy magnified. Mercy magnified. God comes back to Abraham to let Abraham know, I haven't forgotten you. I know what I said to you many years ago. But I'm so loving and I want some of you to receive this by mercy. I prophesied to a young man one time. He was overladen with guilt of his sins and his iniquity, his wrongdoing. He was overlaid, just heavy burdened by it. And God gave me a word of the Lord for him. And once I, God gave me this word of the Lord for him, I never forgot it. I'm going to say it, it to you. This is what God has said to him. God said what he couldn't, what he didn't do right, and what he couldn't receive by works, you can still get it by mercy. 
doing the thing he wanted to achieve through being doing things perfectly through obedience he still could receive it through mercy and some of y'all in that place where you do need to be obedient but God's so loving to you he's gonna bring you some places by mercy he's gonna talk to you by mercy he's gonna encourage you because of his mercy Romans 12 says, I beseech you, Romans 12 and 1, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies. So God is asking for a sweet surrender. I want you to be standing on your feet, whether you're home or whether you're here with me. I want you to stand. Thank you for standing. I hope you heard the heart of the message that God can take you from wherever you are. You can be lost in the wilderness and God can get you out of it. God can take you out of places where you're not even accustomed to this. Where you are and God will move you into new places. New company, new people. Like he did Abraham. It was a journey of faith. And Abraham is ready to surrender. And many of you today need to present yourself to God. Present your bodies Lord, here I am. Make me what you want me to be. Renew me. Transform me. Help me. I need help. Don't you know that God knows you need help and God knows you need mercy? To obey him, you need mercy. I'm not going to leave off that today. I feel that great. He wants me to know that. He kept telling me in my prayer time, I want you to tell people, great is my mercy. I need people to understand, great is my mercy. For the ones who keep soaking and putting themselves down. You can go places by mercy. You can grow into places by mercy. And mercy should make it, receiving mercy should give you a humble attitude. You should never get, and I, and I said like this, some of us have been through so much, we should never be arrogant, never be prideful. God done rescued you so many times, you should never get arrogant and haughty. God delivered you from so much. God has covered you and protected you. You should never walk outside of humility. So today I want to pray. And I want to go in this order. I want to first pray for those who need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. You need to renew your commitment. I want to pray for that today. You may be listening to me like, Pastor, I'm like, yeah, today your day. Today your day to start living life and finding God. Now, I remember when the Lord was talking to me about salvation. I was 16 years old and I wasn't interested in being saved at that time or giving my life to Christ. I wasn't interested. I wasn't interested. I had things I felt I wanted to do first. <laughs> I grew up in the church, so I knew living for God was right. But I had things I wanted to do first. And I'm so glad the Holy Spirit kept pressing on me to give my life to Christ because it's the trick. This is the trick here. Here's the trick. The trick is to think that I was going to make it out of doing stuff first. See, that's the trick. I had a trick. That's how the enemy tricks us. I, I was like, well, this is what I want to do first. I want to do this and I want to do that. And the stuff I do, didn't want to do was all sin. Oh, yeah, I was planning to sin. Oh, yeah, I was planning to sin. I was looking forward to sinning. I was a sinner. That's what sinners do. I was a sinner. I was looking forward to sin and I wasn't giving my life to Christ. I had plans to sin. 
oh yeah I was playing the sin and I and there were certain sins I knew I could get more into as I grew older and got out of my parents house I can sin freely I was looking forward to it but after seven Christ years later gospel being said and you thought that you could potentially get out of what you was gonna get in so you was willing to risk your destiny because you had decided that you could get in some stuff and then get back to God. <laughs> God said, you don't know what you would have got into. I've heard stories of people who smoked something one time and their brain had been sick the same since. I've heard people who finally went out with the wrong crowd, weren't normally going to go out, and now they're gone, and things have happened tragically, and all kinds of things. So I want you to think that you can always negotiate and feel like you can keep delaying God because you're going to be fine, and you can come to him when you're ready. Can I say this? Time don't belong to you. Time don't belong to you. Time belongs to God. And God knows when time is. You don't know nothing. So I'm going to pull on the one who needs to give their life to Christ. Because it's the best thing you can do. He's the one who can bless you, enrich you. He's the one who can prosper. It's the best thing you can do. I'm amazed, Pastor Robin. I've talked to a lot of people who ain't got nothing but don't want to give their life to Christ. Now I know about the rich man who trusts in riches and it makes it hard for him to give his life to Christ because he got so much abundance. But some of us are too broke not to come to Jesus. No, I want to talk to you very seriously because pride get in our way as if we're somebody, we got something. But the truth of the matter, that's how the devil tricks us. Knowing that if we give our life to Christ, can I be very honest? I'm more blessed serving God than doing anything else. I got more peace. I got more victory. But through serving God, come on, ain't nobody can trick me to live any type of way. I know what I can do serving God. See, that's how the devil works. I'm, I'm saying this way because that's how I was thinking. I was thinking like a sinner. I was thinking like a sinner. Rationalizing when I'm going to come to Christ like I time belong to me. Acting like I had so much and I'm just as broke. No sense of knowing who I am. And that's how you end up missing your blessing. But keep your hands lifted. I'm trying to walk somebody through their mindset today. That's why I'm talking the way I'm talking. I was a sinner. I know how sinner thinks. I know how sinners think. I'm a sinner. And I know how the enemy kept me trapped for years. But today somebody's getting their jubilee. Somebody's getting free. Somebody's coming to Jesus. And I want you to lift your hands and say, Jesus, come in my life. Come on right now. Jesus, come in my heart. I repent of my sins. I ask you to come in and be my Jesus. Come on. This is a real moment by faith. Jesus, come in and be my Lord. I surrender to you. Make me what I'm called to be. I don't want to be a substitute or what I, I want to be everything you had in mind. You know what I can do. You know what I can achieve. If I do the right things, if I obey. Come on, you're saying what I'm saying. If I obey, if I follow you. So I surrender and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and today I'm going to learn how to live for you. If you said that prayer, I want you to declare I'm saved. Because it's all by faith. If you're serious about it, all you got is all by faith. You said, Lord, by faith I accept Jesus in my life. 
and then Jesus comes along and then helps you to live the life so that's the first person I want to pray for the sinner but I want to pray for the saint that's those who know Christ already but need to surrender again I want to pray for you today that you'll surrender some of you have gotten stuck some of you are in a jam hey the Holy Spirit some of y'all in a jam you got yourself in a jam you got yourself in a tough place but God said I'm going to rescue you I'm going to redeem you for my good purpose I'm going to bless you because I love you and so father I pray do you recognize that the sinner and the saint come to the same altar so don't get all arrogant the sinner and the saint at the same altar dealing with the same God and we pray for the saint today those who know Jesus that's what I mean the believer that the believer will surrender there may be things in our own lives as believers that we need to crucify our flesh we need to crucify our emotion crucify our affections crucify our thoughts and our desires so I pray for the believer today that you will show us how you can evolve us and show us how we can become what you've called us to be father I pray that we will live a life of surrender and obedience hallelujah glory to God a life that pleases you a life that has fruit in the fragrance of righteousness I pray for us today God that we'll become everything you called us to be we will not live short of what you called us to do in Jesus name amen keep those hands lifted come on a few more seconds we'll take communion together hallelujah oh, I, I surrender 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 oh. So Father, we thank you for this bridge into a greater destiny called surrender. We thank you today for this, this bridge into the greater knowing called surrender. That we are awakened to repentance, renewal, reconciliation, to a renaissance and revival. You love us that much. You care for us that much. And we thank you today that we're getting better because of you. Surrender all, surrender all. Sing We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.